the pulse of Elkhart. This is On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And a good afternoon to you. Welcome to On the Beat on the Heart 1340 AM, 101.9 FM on a beautiful Monday morning. Not quite as warm as maybe we would like it to be, but you know what? It is gorgeous. It is pretty. Uh, get outside and get some stuff done today. We are back at it with a Monday with the Mayor, Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson. Uh, full disclosure, uh, the Mayor was extremely busy this past week, so this is a replay of our Mondays with the mayor from last week, and we will start things off talking about COVID as uh, the mayor discusses ongoing mitigation efforts within the city. Well, well, what's interesting is that the mitigation efforts are completely gone. I mean, but I think everybody felt that way when uh, the governor uh, said he was lifting the mask mandate for the general public. But the mask mandate still stays for state property. It still stays for vaccine sites. It still stays for the school systems. So we still have a mask mandate. It's just in certain areas it was lifted. And for the general public, they saw themselves in that space and thought that uh, that meant it was completely lifted. Now, um, uh, obviously, uh, it's been uh, kind of the, the mandate is now heaved onto uh, the, uh, the shoulders of the uh, based on the state mandate. He's he's on the shoulders of private businesses and other organizations and state and or local municipalities and and um, and governmental agencies. But for the most part, uh, the um, uh, the 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 uh, uh, and it's uh, for the most part. And it's my understanding uh, that our uh, our health officer uh, is very concerned about lifting uh, mask restrictions across uh, the across Elkhart County. And one of the reasons that that concern exists is because uh, our vaccine levels uh, for the county is somewhere in the um, is, is in the the 14 to to 17 percent range. And we still have yet to vaccinate uh, many people below the age of 60. And the the 60 year olds are just now getting to a place where they have their freedom or liberation days. I had mine last week. Um, uh, it was the, the Thursday of last week. I could um, I could take my mask off with others that have been vaccinated, uh, and um, uh, and and have what we would assume be some sense of, of normalcy, uh, but. But that has to we, we have to step that all the way through to uh, younger and younger people, uh, because the variants that are in our community are still running rampant. As a matter of fact, our school systems uh, are starting to increase in uh, in positivity rates uh, as our community over the last three or four weeks have increased in uh, in positivity rates. We've plateaued over the last one week or two weeks, but. You know, you really measure this in a three to four week, uh, four, on a three to four week trend. So, so we're still not out of the woods, basically, mm-hmm. uh, until we get vaccines into the community at a higher enough rate in order for us to move uh, to a place where we can take our masks off. And I think businesses and organizations realize it. I think there are some in the general public that still are struggling with it, like I am as well. Uh, but what I don't want to do is create a situation where uh, we have to go back into a shutdown and have our hospitals overran because we've lifted too soon. 
Well, Dr. Waite set a pretty lofty goal this last week. I mean, she wants to find a way to get the county up to 70% vaccinated by the time the fair starts, so that way we can have a fair that doesn't have any of those restrictions, that we can have more of the fair that we're used to. There's a long way to get there. Um, I don't know about you. Carl, my goal is loftier than hers, but go ahead. Okay, what what's your goal? What's your goal? What's what's your side uh, of it? I want. I'd like to get to that rate in in the city of Elkhart, three zip codes, or actually in the county as well, by the third week of June. Uh, I want to have a. Um, I want to have a jazz. We're going to have a jazz fest. It's going to be. We're 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 literally working to evolve what that's going to look like. Uh, but uh, I want to be able to be set up for a a, a, a a large number of people. And if we have to condense because we're not there yet, we do. But or contract, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, we do right now. Uh, we're going to make sure uh, that that uh, we're following uh, the, the health orders as we move forward. And that really starts with the health order uh, from from the uh, from our county health officer. So I am um, uh, I'm hopeful that we can get very deep into our vaccination rates uh, so that we can begin to really open up this summer. If we can get there by, you know, we're going to root for May. And I think uh, I know that I'm working with a couple of groups about putting on a vaccinating program uh, that will allow us to really put a push from a communication standpoint, a media standpoint, marketing standpoint, branding as well uh, from now to Memorial Day. Uh, let's make sure that we get uh, get our shot. And I would hope that by the uh, third week of June, uh, we'll have a considerable amount of people vaccinated. Well, I, I think the vaccine numbers, at least locally, are probably going to look better. Um, I got my vaccine the day after I was eligible to. I think it was uh, Monday of last week. They opened it up to 30 plus. I had an appointment to get my shot Tuesday at the uh, county health department right there. And uh, I mean, it was, wasn't was quite a line waiting to get out because the way they space the appointments out, usually it, it doesn't get that busy. But there was never not a nurse that wasn't delivering a shot. Uh, there were people outside the door, so far as I know all of the appointments were taken that is a pretty good sign um and then on the other side of it we're seeing more uh schools around the state uh whether it's college or uh potentially even high schools now soon as the vaccines are going to be opening up to younger and younger individuals that are going to be hosting vaccine clinics uh it just feels like in the last couple of weeks with more supply we've really turned a corner well, you know, and that's that's one of the concerns that Dr. Wade has. Uh, we haven't been able to really work out uh, the supply chain to the extent where we have an unlimited number of vaccines. Mm-hmm. And and we know that it's coming. It's just not here yet. I mean, I think that um, uh, the in uh, the CDC and and the health organizations um, uh, 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 countrywide. Uh, have been working um, in order to ensure that we get them into uh, the distribution channels. Uh, But, you know, that's just been over the last 100 days. So, you know, millions of vaccines getting into the arms of folk is something that uh, the process of the feds are are really working to push. Uh, But uh, but we have we we've just gotten to the tip of the iceberg, especially with 15, 16 percent vaccinated. So. Uh, we have a long way to go. Um, uh, we do have a, a take rate that I'm pretty excited about. I didn't. Uh, I know that that even even though you got in as quickly as you did, it's probably because you're, you're young as you are. When it was 
the, the as it came younger, I know that I was six. I was four weeks out um, when I signed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and, um, and I was lucky that uh, someone dropped out. They gave me a call. And after after 60 and I was kind of vaccinated two days uh, after after the 60s uh, were were uh, the, the, the level was dropped to 60. And so um, uh, so I, I just believe that um, we're going to get a lot of takers on this. And I think that as the the, uh, the communication, the education about the vaccine increases and evolves, I think the younger people will get and get, well, the younger folk will get comfortable with it because it's our understanding uh, that the variants are really attacking a younger group of folk. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that it's happening in the school system. Uh, I know that there was one uh, uh, school system that we have in the area where there was an entire fourth grade uh, that was uh, pretty well decimated uh, by uh, by the virus, and so and and I believe that that was a variant. Uh, they're doing the testing now to determine. So so point is, um, we 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 it's a race to get vaccines in the arms before these variants have an impact that could slow down our opening. And what we want to do is get open as quickly as possible, and the only way to do that is get these get these vaccines into the arms of folks. Well, before we go to the break, I do want to say this when it comes to the vaccines. Um, as someone who works in the news, uh, we do our best to stick to the very latest information the CDC gives us at all times. Sometimes that changes on a, on a day-to-day basis. But make sure that the information that you're getting about the vaccines is the real information about the vaccines. I put out on Facebook that I was getting my shot and I, I I had a couple of people that just jumped on me. You don't know what's in this vaccine. You don't know what it's going to do to you. You know, they only did one month of testing or they didn't. It, 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 I mean, it's just take the time. If you're on the fence about it, there's a lot of resources. Just be careful for the ones that you use. Well, um, I would say yes as well. Um, I'd be, be very careful about where you get your information yeah. from. And yeah. Understand that information is evolving. This is a worldwide pandemic. And and COVID is not new news. COVID-19 is new news. But the COVID virus is one uh, that has existed for years. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a baseline that was created uh, a long time ago with vaccines that we just had to kick over the curb and get it tested for this particular variant of COVID. So it's not as if they just started from scratch and created a vaccine in 60 days and all of a sudden it's in our arms um, after it's been tested a little. I really believe uh, that this disinformation campaign has been politically motivated. And once it starts down that path, it's very difficult for people to really get the right information. We've stuck to the science of it. We've stuck to um, uh, what we believe the, the CDC and the World Health Organizations are, are really speaking to. And that information is filtering through local governments, and that's what we're putting out. And so with that said, uh, I just want to make sure that uh, everyone knows that I'm, this, is, this is not um uh uh what botch science uh this is trying our best to deal with a pandemic that has killed um over half a million people and um and many here in Elkhart County and Elkhart City so let's not let, let let's not um uh, uh kind of glamorize and or uh try to um uh, op- uh, try, try to um uh, op- 
obfuscate. That's mm-hmm. what I, mean. I was trying to get that word. Yeah, I, I was trying to get, to get there. there. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to get there. The real, uh, the real, not scientific aspect of this particular virus and what hospitals, um, doctors, nurses, um, uh, uh, most of our officials are really uh, understanding about it. Those uh, those diplomas on your doctor's office wall, yeah, those are really hard to get. You should listen to them. Uh, we'll be, Thanks. yeah, we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going on over at the uh, Elkhart Community Schools with the referendum coming up next with Mayor Rod Robertson on the beat. Keeping an eye on what's happening in your backyard, it's back to On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And back at it here on the beat on the Heart 1340 AM 101.9 FM, continuing a replay of last week's Monday with the mayor, uh, Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson. Very busy last week, weren't able to catch up with him, but that's okay. Uh, It was an especially good and still very topical conversation. As uh, we move now to the referendum for Elkhart Schools, uh, Mayor Robertson basically saying that he supports the referendum, uh, but not unchecked because the school needs to make some improvements. Well, this is a um, uh, first of all, this is a referendum uh, that's specifically for two items uh, based on what uh, uh, we've been informed by the school system. It's for transportation and it's for and it's to uh, make teacher pay uh, competitive in the area. Uh, not necessarily competitive across the board because we need help in order to do that. Uh, teacher pay competitive in the area. And unfortunately, teacher pay is not. It is dipped uh, into a space where uh, we in Elkhart end up training teachers for other areas. Now, with, with that said, um, there, is a, uh, there is a very solid cogent argument to be made in order for uh, us as a community to ensure that we have good teachers and we have transportation in order to take our kids. Uh, and that argument um, uh, should be one in which uh, you, you look at whether rel- uh, relative to you voting yes or no. Uh, I intend to uh, support and vote yes for the re- referendum, but I do know uh, that um, uh, there's another side of this argument that speaks to some areas that could get pretty murky. And what I mean by that is that you get into a, uh, a voucher versus public school environment uh, and determining whether or not our, uh, should our kids uh, be allowed school choice and all of those. And that comes into the mindset uh, whether or not we have a performance driven system. Uh, and, uh, and then when you look at our performance, which uh, were some of the performance um, uh, evaluations were released uh, last week. Um, you you may look at it and, and think that uh, this this uh, this amount or, or for our taxes to be raised, uh, then uh, that that's the the scorecard that says that it should. Um, uh, and and quite frankly, uh, I believe that there is a performance piece of this that we absolutely need to pay attention to. Um, I think that there's a base level. Uh, that we need to understand that teachers need to make. We need to have good public school teachers and a support of the public school environment that's driving my argument to say yes. But I also want to make sure that uh, the school system board and administrators all know that our system needs performance. Um, I cannot rely on a school system that isn't educating kids. There's no way that we can invest in Elkhart without our school system being right along with us. And I'm not talking about from a funding argument. I'm talking about from a performance argument, because 
if we don't have good performing schools, we don't get um, people that want to come and enroll their kids in it. Uh, the other argument relative to uh, the school choice, that's not going away. Um, I, I sat with a, a bunch of administrators and, uh, and local officials from four counties in Warsaw uh, about a week ago, and, and we talked about, um, uh, they, well, actually, it was in an effort to, to get our legislators to understand that if you're going to increase the ability for or uh, there's a there's a there's a add on that they're going to allow uh, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred thousand or three hundred million and uh, two thirds of that or three two thirds of that is going to go to uh, private schools or school choice environments. We are underfunded, not by two hundred million in the in the public school environment, but by but by two, four, six, but I, I think the, uh, uh, based on uh, what Ball State um, uh, economist, um, uh, Professor Hicks, who actually was a speaker at that, uh, at that piece, we, we are underfunded by uh, $2 billion. Wow. So, and, and that all stopped. The funding on a regular basis and our increases in funding to public school environments or to education as a whole. And that's what I want to get across here. Education as a whole, as a whole, in Indiana is underfunded. Um, uh, so, for us to have an argument about three hundred million uh, is is literally um, uh, focusing on the minors and not the majors. We should be focusing on uh, making lobbying our our uh, legislators in the state to increase educational funding in general. We have, uh, and, and let me say why I, I, I'm saying that. We have 13,000 kids in Elkhart Community Schools. Um, uh, for us to have school choice, uh, that would be uh, for, I don't know, 1,000, 1,500 kids. As you can see, if we're not educating 10, uh, 10.5 or 11,000 or 12,000 kids the right way with performance, with, with paid teachers, uh, appropriately paid teachers, we won't get performance. So... I, I, I don't know. If, well, this is where I feel. I feel as though uh, the referendum is just a base level referendum. And yes, um, uh, should we be moving towards making sure we get our kids to school and get good teachers? Yes. But should we also be holding our system accountable for uh, performance uh, for those 13,000 kids or 12,000 kids? Yes, we absolutely should. And um, uh, should, should we? Uh, let's not argue about three hundred million. Let's make sure that we are lobbying the governor and our legislators to increase educational funding in the state of Indiana. Otherwise, we won't have a, a workforce that's ready for uh, the twenty first, twenty second century. We have to get our kids to the point where they are available, uh, they have the educational level obtained so that they can uh, be prepared and qualified for the jobs of the future. And right now, Indiana is falling behind. So whether you're talking about school choice or, or, or if you're talking about private schools and charter schools or you're talking about public schools, our kids are falling behind. So, so I, uh, I think there's arguments on both sides, uh, but I believe that at a base level, uh, we should be uh, making sure 
that our kids can get to school and we have a base level of funding. But there's a bigger story here. And I want everybody to understand that that story needs to be uh, one that we don't forget and that we are um, marching to a different rhythm. School choice is not going away. In some cases, it's great for families. That's not my argument. My argument is to make sure that we are we are, we have the level of funding necessary for educating the state of Indiana's children, especially for me, those in the city of Elkhart. Teachers and teacher pay seems, um, I mean, that's your foundation, right? Your foundation of your education system is your teachers. Um, beyond that, improving performance and um, holding schools accountable, there's there's not a dollar amount that, that you could put on that. I mean, funding helps, but in order to get to a point where I, I'm, I'm kind of trying to kind of trying to read the tea leaves here to get to a point where you're improving performance. First, you have to take care of that foundation. And Elkhart, I have literally heard Elkhart referred to as the Elkhart County Farm System. I've heard Elkhart schools referred to as the county farm system because teachers are going to Concord. Teachers are going to Fairfield. Teachers are going to Goshen. Um, and those are all districts with their own problems. But the pay is higher. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we are an urban school system. Uh, I believe that there are areas in which we could do much better than what we do. Uh, And I believe that you'll find people inside the system that would say the same thing. But we need to make sure that as we're headed in that direction, we can at least keep our our, uh, teachers in the door. I believe that um, uh, there's a balance uh, between um, the environment that they're teaching, the resources that they have, and their desire to teach in this environment. And um, the other side of that is they should be compensated adequately, uh, appropriately for that effort. And to me, that's what I try to do inside of the city of Elkhart, um, as well as I'm sure that that's what our superintendent, uh, Steve Thalheimer, is trying to do uh, inside of his environment. So if you can't get to that base level of paying, paying teachers, uh, then uh, you know you're going to have that that, uh, that proverbial sucky sound out of the bottom of the pail. But if indeed you can get to that level, um, then our system, our, our, our leaders, me, as well as our community, because uh, all of my kids uh, graduated from uh, Elkhart Community Schools. I graduated from there. My wife graduated from there. And so, and, and, and quite frankly, that's the school system I must lean on for performance. So I need to we as a group need to hold them accountable to be able to produce A ratings, B ratings, uh, making sure that the standards are at a place where we can get this done. And it's not just wrapped up in the teacher's pay. A question for you. Uh, I, I guess I've, I've never really thought about this uh, as as the mayor of a city school district or not not a city school district, not like Mishawaka, but a, a school district a city uh, with a large school district in it. How often are you part of these conversations when they're discussing, you know, kind of what their next steps are first? Well, I, ha- I wasn't a part of this one. Uh, and um, uh, and I understand it. I mean, we are we are separate entities. Yes. Um, yes. We are legislatively separate entities. But this is a small community. We are connected. We can help one another. Um, uh, I was not appraised of how much uh, this referendum would cost, uh, when they would do it, or how they would do it. Um, I was uh, read in uh, after the decision had been made. Uh, and so with that said, um, uh, I, we, we have to uh, give them the latitude 
to be able to determine what their system needs, the people that are close to it, uh, and trust their leadership with respect to that. Now, by the same token, you know, I'm right there on the other end with feet firmly planted around performance. Um, we need to create better performance and we need to make sure that it is done yesterday. Um, and yeah, and, and I, I get the position that people are in because uh, quite frankly, I'm in the same position as well. I have to produce services uh, on a governmental budget, which isn't one that's driven by non-for-profit uh, uh, relationships or donations. Um, uh, this, is, this is driven by a tax base that says, I want this for what I give you. And quite frankly, um, uh, it's never enough. But um, we have to mark, we have to work efficiently in order to make sure that we are delivering on what we get. And that's what we're trying to do in the city of Elkhart. And I'm sure that's what they're trying to do inside the school system. But the accountability piece is something that we cannot overlook. And we got to make sure that parents are engaged. They are with their kids. They're trying to make sure that they're holding teachers uh, who uh, are in those classrooms and administrators accountable for delivering every day. And at the same time, uh, we're doing all we all we can to help and support. All right. Uh, Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson, uh, the school referendum is going to be up for a vote in May. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I know uh, the Elkhart Community Schools are doing a really big education push on that one for the community. So I appreciate you uh, kind of opening Absolutely. up to us and talking about that. Um, I, that's all the time we've got for today. Uh, thanks for the time. I hope uh, you got some good time with your kids this weekend. And, uh, you know, I, I could see your dog asleep on the floor in the background there. And it looks like uh, she's ready for a, a good uh, relax time in the sun too so thank you for stepping onto the show and we'll look forward to talking to you next week podcasts by federated media podcasts by federated media